0: Hello and welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is the podcast Builder versus Buyer. This podcast is a place for a dialogue between the the two camps in the home building industry, home builders and home buyers. Um, Hopefully we can be a place where buyers can get a little more educated about their projects, about their builds, and builders can get a little bit better, um, better inform buyers, set better expectations, better processes, all that fun stuff. So a couple quick show notes before we dive into today's interview. Um, we have added an Instagram account, a webpage, and an official email for the podcast. So Instagram is now at builder versus buyer that's builder vs buyer um, is our Instagram handle. Um, If you want to go to the website, it's builder vs buyer.com. And then to reach out to us info at builder vs buyer.com. So be sure to let us know what you think of this interview, what we should be thinking about for future interviews. If you're a home buyer and you recently had um, a not so great experience or a great experience, reach out, let me know. I'd love to share some of your story. Um, yeah and then let's get into today's interview. So a really fun one um, something I haven't I haven't touched on much as in my career in the industry, but um, I'm with William Denzer today and we're going to talk a lot about um, tech um, and low voltage. Um, he if you're building in the Minneapolis Twin Cities region, he runs. Um, an awesome company, Home Media Innovations. Um, so yeah, check him out. Make sure to use him on your next build. Here is William. Hello, welcome in. This is William Denzer with me. Um, he's the owner of Home Media Innovations over 21 years in the industry. Um, here to talk some tech and uh, low voltage and, and fun stuff like that into the home. So, William, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you being here. My pleasure. This is awesome. Um, so this is an area I personally haven't really dealt with much. Um, I, I think there's a ton to look at here. And um, my goal with the episode is just if you're building a home or a home builder, thinking of, you know, what are those features that can really um, get people excited about houses? I'm, I'm hoping that
1: we uncover some of those. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, go ahead. So, you know, the common myths is uh everything is wi-fi right yeah uh that's there are some that yes but if you're thinking about anything that's uh getting automated down the road or anything like that um that is the biggest common misperception um we always strive to push uh, uh have a balanced uh mesh network uh so where you do uh you're partly hardwired versus uh you know, having a good uh, Wi-Fi system overall throughout the house. Excuse me, I'm just um, So the biggest thing that, uh, you know, your TV watching, you know, uh, Hulu, Netflix, they carry a much larger bandwidth um, for download something in high definition or even 4K, which carries a much larger bandwidth. Yeah. So that video content takes away from your overall performance of your internet speed. So we always say hardwire where you can, where you're going to watch TV and use Wi-Fi where you absolutely have to have it. And gotcha. that's going to, uh, uh, you know, things that you're going to have to use Wi-Fi down the road. If you're doing the aftermarket stuff, you're not, you're not planning for some of the tech things that are cool, gadgety things. Like, for example, uh, a ring doorbell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people, if they don't wire a Cat5 at the doorbell when building, uh, at the doorbell station when uh, building, to get a POE, that's power over Ethernet set up, you're running on the Wi-Fi. So you really want to have a good, strong Wi-Fi signal. And then that's where the balance really comes into play to keep everything running smoothly.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done some of those smart home things in my homes and other clients' homes in the past. And you're exactly right. The Wi-Fi, like the smart home experience is really ruined if you don't have a strong signal to the device. Um, it is it's constantly cutting out um, and then you're reinstalling it on your phone and there's, it's just a mess. Um, yeah. And then like the ring doorbells that's got a little low voltage whip too, that you need to, um, to run out the door or like you're replacing the battery every six months. You know, that's exactly. something I found out the hard way. So um, yeah. And then for hardwiring, do you suggest, talk to me a little bit about the difference between Cat5 and Cat6.
1: Yes, so Cat6 uh, Cat, uh, Cat 6 is just a, a little thicker gauge of wire. So okay. uh, it has less voltage drops and it's actually long tighter, so you can carry distance further than uh, Cat5 for maximum speed. Is that what you recommend? Like if somebody's building tomorrow, is that what mm-hmm. you recommend installing? um as yes and no fibers you know going to be around the corner someday um you you really want to plan for fiber fiber is going to be the ultimate game changer so if you're in areas where speed you know you're on dish internet or something like that if you're out in the country i honestly don't even think cat uh, cat six really holds that much value
0: okay uh, what
1: with, with fiber coming out um like i said that's going to be the ultimate game changer and that's going to be lightning fast speed if the bandwidth and the service provider ever get there
0: what what specifically are you putting in your home then with fiber
1: um there are conversion pieces okay uh for like uh electronics um there's fiber actual internet fiber switches so internet gear and everything that runs in fiber um, some automation pieces have fiber. If you're looking okay. at like a, a Savant or something like that, they have uh, uh, capabilities running over fiber and that's going to be the ultimate uh, you know, game changer, the fastest way to go about things and uh less drop-offs too. Yeah,
0: and this may be a dumb question, but then you're wiring physically with fiber optic cables in the
1: home, correct? You are correct, yep, okay. absolutely.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, so there's a lot of low volt stuff that I think I've heard of over the, so you have like the, the automated doorbells and stuff. Now you have your wireless, there's security systems. What what are some of your like
1: favorite features that you like to see in new homes? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, doing the uh, surveillance. Um, me personally, I like to see what's going in. Uh, i been on uh, around my home, especially with kids, off the bus, uh, just making sure people are home. Um, There's always the the part of uh, getting a a package delivered, and it says it's delivered, and it's not there. So, you know, having that verification part of the uh, things is uh, is, is, – it gives someone a peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah
0: how how much would you wire for a security system
1: So oh, far for, for uh, uh, surveillance we usually do recommend a, a bare minimum uh the front of the house at least wire for it wires cheap in the grand scheme of things so you can do things down the road yeah uh, one at the front of the house and one the back of the house um, yeah. some people like to see the driveway approach see if there's a, a vehicle in their driveway so again it's usually two, or three cameras or as uh, like the actual system goes. Um, a lot of that is wireless. Um, okay. I always like to have a point of and the point of interface have that being hardwired, so you're not relying on a battery. But there's the aspect of having it hardwired too. So uh, again, wiring is always more reliable. And uh, you also have the context recessed and target which is having it externally.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, in my home here, this is a daily frustration. So I have, um, I am not hardwired. It came in the internet coax cable, came into a weird spot in our basement and it's in the mechanical <laughs> room. There's a bunch of trunks between me and the Wi-Fi. So like I drop out like once a day and it's really annoying working from home. Um, <laughs> Your email shuts down and and all that stuff. So like, from a Wi-Fi perspective, yes, I, optimally, I would have loved to have had a hardwire connection here. If you mm-hmm. can't, what does a good Wi-Fi system
1: look like? Let's say for a three thousand square foot home. So there's some uh, there's some good aftermarket stuff. Um, if you cannot absolutely find a a Cat five wire or Cat six wire. Sometimes, if there's a phone jack, we'll convert that phone jack over to an Ethernet line, and then create a, a, a Wi-Fi booster, or even hit, find a way to uh, move the Wi-Fi router on the main level at least too. Interesting. I didn't know you could do that. That's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. As long as it's Cat five, that can be converted. So look a, look at uh, for things like that. Uh, you know, there's always some kind of potential. But there is uh, like point to point systems uh, where they're just Wi Fi repeaters, so to speak. Yep. I believe Euro has some really good ones. Um, even Comcast has some uh, decent uh, uh, little puck devices that yeah, extend the Wi Fi. And they, they work pretty, good, but nothing like a, an actual hardwired mesh network.
0: Gotcha. Um, so if people go down this road, because I, I think. My guess is here, William, that you would disagree, that like, um, I think from the home building industry side, low voltage is viewed as optional. Um, you know, it's, it's like an optional process if you want to meet with the low voltage guy, you can. Um, uh-huh. What? So obviously the hard wiring is, is a huge advantage um, as far as internet and things go, but what are, what are some other things that people miss out on if they're viewing it and they're like, oh, let's just skip low voltage, we don't need
1: that. Right um well internet obviously is the number one thing yeah um not having that balance again and then planning for the future so we always push tubes in strategic areas so we always push uh a tech tube from the mechanic room up to the attic so you can fish something in at a later date if you know things change or if you want to offer antenna or a cell phone booster or things of that nature oh yeah that's genius yeah and then uh, we always uh, usually push uh, tubes at your main TVs, like uh, your great room or a master bedroom or the lower level family room, so to speak. And yeah. uh, I, I'm planning for that fiber when that comes, because the fiber is going to be the ultimate game changer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, talk to me about sound systems and speakers. How much of that are you
1: doing? Yeah. Oh, quite a bit. That's, that's really my pride and joy, excuse me and that's really what got me kind of interested in the in, uh, industry but uh we do some really cool stuff um, yeah what what should what, what would you recommend for people so uh, the automation and the the av side is usually a big ticket item to really deck out your home yeah. so yeah. You know, I'd go for the approach of, um, you know, let's try to do some phases with everything so high priced these days, uh, billing materials and things like that. Our stuff is always the last to get cut. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, the first to get cut. Yeah. Passage. But so I always preach, you know, wire for things that you think you're going to use and, you know, do a little bit each year. So it's not such a, big, a high ticket item. But, uh, you know, the the possibilities are endless what you can do. You know, you got still got the the theater rooms aren't as popular as much as they used to be. They're more media rooms now, which is more functional. Um, You don't see the big tower speakers as much anymore. Everything is more of a a modern um, custom look. So the speakers are in the ceiling or they're blended in. You get the opportunity of doing invisible speakers where they're mudded over. So it oh, really looks really? like nothing there. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff. Wow! But uh, cool. uh, there's a lot of auto- automation aspects to it. Uh, you can control stuff remotely. You can have your full interface from your phone or uh, a tablet or in-wall touchpad. Um, there's a, a lot of cool things you can uh, definitely do. So multi-zone, multi-source. You can have Pandora playing in the great room and Spotify playing up in the master bedroom. So, you know, little things like that, a lot of streaming stuff.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, do you have a favorite interface?
1: Um, Interface, um, as far as the platform that we use, is that what you mean? Yeah.
0: So you mentioned like, okay, we're controlling things from the phone. Is it, you know,
1: Google home,
0: Alexa, um, Mm -hmm. wink, like, um, do you
1: have any anything that you really love there? Well, our, I would say our number one go-to piece is Elon. Um, Elon has an uh, interface where it literally can run everything in your house that's uh, tech-related. Oh, so, that's awesome.
0: and that's hardwired.
1: Yeah, it's a combination of stuff okay. uh hardwired and wireless stuff. You can do it any which way. As far as the audio side of things, we'd prefer to do it hardwired, but they do yeah. interface with like uh, a Denon Kiosk or something like that.
0: Yeah, and so is that like a you know? Do they have the the in-home wall-mounted touchscreen, or is it all phone yeah. app stuff?
1: Um, you can definitely do an app base, have okay. everything controlled on your phone, as if that's what you want for your full interface um some people when controlling their surround sound they prefer a handheld remote uh some people using their phone it feels a little unnatural to to try try to control the system so yeah it's you know whatever the individual prefers
0: yeah um i did one house with all phone-based stuff and i would recommend if people are doing it to actually get a wall-mounted unit um just because like it's annoying if you have to have your phone on you to turn on your lights. Um, yep, yep. It's just so intuitive for us now as humans to like feel for the wall to see where that switch is. So if you have a unit on the wall that's controlling those things, I don't know. I, I personally would recommend it.
1: You're exactly right. And uh, uh, one thing I always push is uh, uh, a hardwired interface to control the system. And my selling point on that is, you know, what if the Wi-Fi is down? Yeah. yeah, your phone's strictly related on the Wi-Fi, and you know the Wi-Fi went down for some reason, but you still have that hardwired interface via a touch panel in the wall, which is connected at all times. Yeah. So, it kind of eliminates the what if the phone's dead, Wi-Fi's down, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Um, if you could recommend one thing to people, what would it be? Would it be the security,
1: the cameras outside? Um, if anything, I, if you're building I'm able to say back that up, um, yeah. if you're building, uh, at, at least do the bare minimum low voltage package, because that is very critical to doing anything down the road. Yeah. And that, and that includes, you know, even if you're doing simple setups like Sonos or anything like that, you still need that still want that hardwired internet uh anywhere we have a smart tv i mean that's the most critical point of anything any kind of automation system or smart tech stuff is the internet and having it balanced yeah and correct me if i'm wrong but
0: like all the sonos speakers and the, the hardwire the tv they all have cat5 inputs right
1: they do absolutely yeah um Cause yeah, but, like I said before, dropping the wireless stuff on that is really annoying for people getting into yeah. It. So yeah, yep, exactly. If your uh, internet is weak, you'll have you'll have the system cut out a lot. It's really glitchy and very frustrating. Yeah. Well, um,
0: thank you so much for coming
1: on, William. Um, what are you My up to fire. nowadays? How can
0: people get a hold of you?
1: Well, um, I'm glad you asked. Um, we're definitely growing like wildfire here um we just opened up our uh, burnsville location so we have another uh, have that location to service our south metro clients um we have uh uh we just signed a letter of intent to open uh showroom any Edina, but uh you can definitely go to our website it's hmi or you can uh call the office at seven one five three seven seven. Zero six zero six.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, have a great night.
1: Thank you so much, Adam. Appreciate it. Anytime. Bye bye.
0: And that concludes by talk with William. As always, please reach out to the show now on Instagram at Builder VS Buyer, or you can email us at info at builder vs buyer.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, um, my dog sergeant's guest appearance today. you know, sometimes he's around the house and wants to hang out and make his presence known. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the, one of the joys of working from home, but, um, he's my work buddy. So I, I will allow it. Um, yeah. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. And thanks as always to Andrew Michael Metter for the music.